Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We've got Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart on right now. If you want to talk computers, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program 651-989-9226. The Twins were playing a Grapefruit League game today when it was called after two innings due to bad weather. Uh, the score was 2-0 in favor of the Twins. Uh, Shaletta jumped back on, and here we are with Tech Talk on this Saturday with Doug. Once again, we always get very busy, so if you're thinking about calling or texting the program, do it right now at 651-989-9226. Doug, good to visit with you. I hope all is well. Oh, Steve, it's absolutely wonderful. The weather is good, and I have to mention... Those were some very kind words from Shaletta about our show. I, I, we should give her a big, great big huge thank you. That was nice. Yeah, very nice indeed. And uh, Shaletta, of course, on the air every Saturday between 11 and 2, sports schedules permitting. And then uh, you've been good enough to join us as of late in the 2 o'clock hour, sports schedules permitting. We thought we would have a full spring training game, but we learned on Friday that there were concerns about weather in Florida today. And as a result, we did in ultimately get an abbreviated Twins game. Let's get busy and get going right out of the gate. Uh, Doug, one of the things we constantly talk about on the program, and and for whatever reason, as of late, uh, there there seems to be a rash of people having computer problems. I don't know what's going on, but it all gets down to data and having a backup plan for your data. And we have talked a great deal about Chromebooks right now, and when I got my Chromebook, I started to learn about all the other Google apps, particularly Google Drive, to back up my data. And now I really have peace of mind when it comes to important documents and photos and other things I want to keep track of because I do have a plan now to store it out in the cloud. One other strategy I've used and used very effectively, if it's really important, I attach it and email it from one account to another account, and then I've got copies in both email accounts, and that's another form of cloud storage. So we can't talk enough about it, and I thought we'd start again. People need a plan to have their data backed up. Oh, no question about it. And the the email process uh, procedure that you use is another phenomenal way, especially if it's an important email. Uh, I haven't mentioned it, but 
must have been two or three versions ago, Linux Mint added a, a feature called Time Shift. And this thing is set up to take a full backup. And when you've got an SSD drive, even in an older computer, you're looking at about 20 to 30 seconds. Unbelievable. Backs up all the data, pops it into a file, and even that file can be transferred up to Google Drive or another off-site storage. Wonderful solutions. Today, with disk space and disk storage at the cost so low, there's really no reason in the world people don't have two, three, possibly even four copies of their data. As long as they're not making so many copies, they can't find what they're looking for. They, I've seen that quite a bit as well lately. But it's always better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. We can replace computers, can replace operating systems. We cannot go backwards in time and replace precious moment pictures or tax documents that we don't have all the materials for. It would be a tremendous loss to lose those kind of things, and there's really no reason for it. I also agree. I think Google is probably one of people's best solutions if they're an Apple customer. Apple has iCloud. HP offers storage for even buying a printer. There's lots and lots of cloud storage out there today. Pick one, stay with it, and get consistent. Yeah, and Doug, one of those things, once you get in the habit, um, it, it's so important because hardware, it, it's become relatively affordable. Uh, in some instances, when it comes to storage and hard drives and those sorts of things, just dirt cheap. But you can't replace data. You can't replace photos. You can't replace documents. And we cannot stress that enough for, for people to have a plan, whether they, they pay for one of those automated backup services or if they do it on their own, you ultimately need to back up that data. And I, I'm sure you've got a lot of sad stories over the years that people have lost years and years worth of digital photos. It's becoming more and more rare, but even still today, we'll, I'll get somebody in and, well, they always meant to, but you know, usually the plan is to do it the last thing on Friday and it gets misplaced or it gets done. And we're all living busy lives and this is probably the one issue that probably gets more overlooked in computers than any other. And it really is an important facet of taking care of your data. Yeah, you can't say it enough. I always worry, too, when equipment starts to get less expensive. It goes down and down and down, and I'm always worried about that tipping point when all of a sudden cheap becomes too cheap. And that's happening, I think, with a lot of the USB flash drives. Today, I wouldn't recommend buying um, the 3 and $4 flash drives unless you buy 20 of them and you plan on probably throwing a 20% of them away. You'll still get good ones, but the mass production has changed this, the quality of these products. So, yeah, we want our equipment to be low-priced, but we don't want it to be cheap, cheap, and garbage. That's, that's my, my big thing at this point, but I couldn't agree more. I still got to mention your little email pr process. I think that's a great idea. Everybody, I don't know anybody that doesn't have multiple email addresses. That's a tremendous, tremendous solution. Yeah, and Doug, one of the other things that's come up over the years when we have talked about backing up data and keeping copies and so on and so forth, you also need to come up with a strategy to keep it organized because it's one thing to save it and it's one thing to have a backup. But if you can't find it or identify it, 
you could spend hours and hours looking for some sort of document. So coming up with a strategy to name pictures and create folders for documents is another very important thing. Everybody does it differently, but, but having some sort of game plan uh, going into it is important. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And what I'm seeing here lately, which I fully agree with, is yeah, people say, well, I'll just, uh, I'll just uh, click that little column over there and I'll take the most recent. Except if that file was opened, that date, that timestamp was the last time it was accessed. So what I see happening now is users catching on to this. And what they will do is they will name their folders kind of like the uh, European date format. It's the year, dash, month, dash, day. Now you can actually sort the folder name by an, a descending manner, and all your more currents are up on top. Yet little things like that will make data organization much, much simpler. But the big thing is, is recreating your own human habit. Once it becomes habit, you'll think, I don't know why I wasn't doing it all the time. But I just am sad when it takes a, a, a devastating event to wake people up and go, oh, I should have done that. That's the hardest to watch. Don't see as much of it as we used to. It's getting much, much better. But until we get it stamped out completely, keep on that data. Make sure you got multiple copies. And thank you so much. That's good advice. Quick break. We'll come back. Tech Talk is underway on this Saturday. Doug is joining us, and our phone lines are open right now, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. That is good for a call or a text today if you want to talk to Doug about your computer, hardware, software, whatever. Tech Talk continues in a moment here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. 221 on this lovely Saturday here at News Talk, A3O-WCCO. A lot of folks out and about enjoying the good weather. We talked about the importance of backups. Doug, one of the other things that's come up in the last few weeks when we're joining us is at one point with Windows 10, Windows Defender was more than enough virus protection. Uh, it sounds like that's changed. Let, let's get into the whys and why you would recommend an outside uh, virus malware protection. Interesting question. Um, I have come to the conclusion that when Microsoft came out with the latest builds of uh, Windows 10, it was a much friendlier. And when I when I say that, what I'm talking about is they didn't force everybody to give up all their privacy and some of the telemetry was turned down. Nonetheless, many people really disagree with Microsoft's philosophy on collecting personal data, especially if it's non-consensual. And that's really what we deal with today. So there's a lot of software being produced to prevent that. Yet anytime you connect to a Windows server for updates for Defender or Windows itself, a lot of times the changes that you've made will be automatically converted. The server really kind of takes some liberties and I'm quite certain Microsoft thinks it's the right thing, but it's not always beneficial to customers. And Windows Defender, I think, is almost borderline to controlling. And with that said, so we reach out and we get an external antivirus malware protection, whether it be malware bytes, Avira, 
Avast is good stuff. Uh, Enod 32, uh, just good stuff. I believe it's much better to have a third party involved in this just for the second base, if no other reason. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. Most of them have two, three, four different tiers of protection. I'm kind of tending towards the first lowest price and the next one up. No more. I don't think you need to buy the whole boat because keep in mind, as we add more security, we will slow down the process of our computers. And that will raise havoc with stability. So it's finding that sweet spot when you've got adequate security and enough speed and process to keep it stable. It really is a a, a tremendous thing. I think that probably today you're probably looking at uh, Avira or Malwarebytes as the tops. But I highly recommend anybody with Windows 10 to have an outside vendor. All right, very good. A uh, lot of good products out there. Um, another thing we've we've got into a, a great deal is cleanup and cleaning up your computer. And tell us about that program again. We, we get a ton of texts on that each and every week since you brought it up when the show returned uh, in February. Oh, Provisor, uh, P-R-I-V-A-Z. ER.com. This is really, if you, if you use CCleaner at all from Piriform, you'll know how handy that was. Well, this one is designed for Windows 10, and it does everything that CCleaner did, plus, plus, plus. And in fact, once you get it set up, you can actually even automate it. I prefer to run it manual, and it does have a one-click switch. You go. You open up the program, you hit one mouse button where it says one click, and it takes off and it does its job. And you can even set this thing up to turn your computer off when it's finished. Just a tremendous plus. Fire it up when you're getting ready to, to hit the sheets. Walk away tomorrow morning. Next morning, you'll get up and your computer will be turned off. You'll turn it on to a fresh, clean, optimized system. I love that program. Absolutely love it. You just... Can't do any better. P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. Provisor.com. And thanks again for bringing that up. Yeah, Steve. it has been a hot topic uh, since Tech Talk has returned here in 2021. Um, Doug, here's a good one. As we head for the weather break at the bottom of the hour, we have two Mac desktops. They're 8 years old and 10 years old. Uh, they are a little bit sluggish. What could we do to clean those up and get those running better? Eight to ten years old for a Mac uh, is still serviceable. You, you you should be able to run those. Absolutely wonderful equipment. Yeah. Even if they've gotten to the point where they are within the realm of Apple's defined end of life. And once that happens, it's impossible to completely reinstall a fresh install of OS ten. Even then, those Macs are not done. We can take those babies and we can put in a solid-state drive and install Linux, and many of the Linux distributions are jumping on this, and they're creating interfaces within Linux that look and feel identical to an OS X environment. There are many alternatives. This equipment is not just beautiful equipment, it's downright elegant. The 10 and 12-year-old Apple Mac products are just out of sight. They're just wonderful pieces of equipment. 
They require a little bit extra care. Slow down if you're doing your own maintenance. But there's plenty of information that will guide you if you want to do it yourself. But you should see these things run when you put Linux on them. It's like giving them brand new life. They just run and run and run. I would not recommend people upgrading to the new Apple's operating system, Big Sur, with any device of that age. And in fact, I'm recommending to people who call me and ask me about Big Sur to hold off just a little bit. It's brand new, it's fresh, and they're having a few issues, and they will for probably the next three or four months. They'll get them worked out. But I prefer to let other people do the 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 bleeding edge business, and I'll pick one up when it turns into a solid cutting edge. So that's a, that's a key factor as well. Yeah, great, great stuff, though. Max, tough to beat, really tough to beat. And, Doug, are there options with a Mac? I know with older uh, Windows equipment, putting Linux on, are, are there other operating systems that, that could help an old Because right now I'm literally doing the radio show through an old Mac desktop. It's got the big, heavy aluminum case. It's a beautiful piece of equipment. But this is an old desktop, and it still runs like a champ. And knock on wood, super stable. But I've been using it now for months and months and months to do the radio show. And it, it's just been phenomenal. I, I can't say enough about it. It's good stuff. Yeah, and any operating system that will run on a PC, provided you've got an Intel processor, and Apple Mac of that era, nearly all of them came with a, what they called a, an Intel processor. It would run virtually any operating system. The big key here is deciding what is going to control the boot. The master boot record, uh, also the EFI, is critical to have that coordinated. If you allow the Apple software to be in control, then you're going to have to come up with a strategy to take care of the Apple firmware first. But there's lots of programs out there that will actually even bypass that. And in fact, if you're unable to reinstall a fresh copy of OS X, you might as well make the determination that you're going to go with Linux, possibly even Windows, if you can find a, a copy of Windows. I don't recommend that. But FreeBSD, there's several new operating systems coming out, and one's coming out of Russia that's supposed to be a replacement for Windows. It will run every Windows program, according to these guys, and without any of the... Of the being tied to marketing of Microsoft or anything like that. So I'm kind of, I'm anxious to see how this comes out. It's been in development now for 15 years, and I have to apologize. I can't recall the name of it. It starts with an R. I'll have it for you next week. But it, you really don't want to be on things that are cutting, bleeding edge. Cutting edge is as close to, to new technology as you want to get. Stay away. Let somebody else beta test, and then... And never, ever for a production machine. Wouldn't want to play with them with your business computers. But there is a plethora of operating systems that you could do. And just don't be throwing that equipment away. It's gorgeous equipment. I think that 25, 30 years from now, people will still be saying that same thing about the 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, max. These were just trendsetters. They, they put the whole industry on their, on their head. Great equipment. And thank you for the question. I like that. All right, quick break. We are going to come back 
And we've got more from our text line on the program. We're going to uh, talk about an old iPad. Is it salvageable? And uh, about uh, keeping old equipment running when the new stuff is so cheap. We'll, we'll get Doug's thoughts on all of that coming up following the weather. It is Tech Talk, and here is the number. If you want to call and talk to Doug about your computer, hardware, software, whatever, he's the man, uh, or send a text, 651-989-9226 here on a Saturday. A news Talk, E3OWCCO. 234 here on this Saturday. Uh, spring is in the air after the deep freeze in February. Boy, flipping a switch for sure. Doug Swinnahart is in. It is Tech Talk on this Saturday here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. And you are always invited to send us a text or call the program at 651-989-9226. It is 651-989-9226. Golden Gopher men's team got beat today. At Williams Arena, they played Rutgers, and they head for the Big Ten tournament. But uh, they finished the regular season with seven losses in a row. We'll, we'll get more on that and the day in sports coming up after the news and weather at 3. Let's go to the phones first. Let's bring in Stephen Pryor Lake. Steve, you're on the air. Hello. You're uh, uh, Doug Swinhart uh, program. And on uh, file... Uh, date and time, etc., that he was talking about. I have a technique that I use. It's uh, using a very common date code, six-digit date code. Like today would be 030621 for the third day, third month of 2021. Yeah. And I'll use that six-digit date code at the beginning of the file name, if I want my file to be sorted by date, or I use that date code at the end, just before the .xls or .docx or something the like that, name. Uh-huh. if I want the file to be sorted alphabetically. And yeah, the great co- great you- technique. Absolutely wonderful technique. Uh, yeah, but what I was referring to is uh, when I mentioned that the Europeans, they actually do the format backwards than we do. They do yeah, year, correct. month, and correct. date. But either way, long as you are, are if you if you have some process, some methodology that you can easily sort your files to get the most recent or the or the yeah. far or the or the least recent, that gives you a ton of control. Great process, Absolutely. and thank you so much for the call. Yeah, that that is a good call, Steve. Thanks. And yes, one of the, the things I, I guess I wanted to refer to, hey, Steve, we got to move on. Uh, we got a number of texts to get to, but thank you. Um, the the thing I wanted to get to is with photos and how photos are saved by your camera on your phone, or if you save digital photos. That's something you've brought up, and we should take just a moment, and we'll get back to the text line and the phone lines. But, but saving photos can get tricky because typically cameras just save them with these file names that don't really mean anything. And when you're taking digital photos, you'll take multiple photos of the same subject. That's where it gets tricky. You, you don't want to save all of those photos. And I think managing photos is maybe, number one, takes up a lot of storage. And number two, can be very difficult to sort through. I couldn't agree more. The automatic naming of the files saves time 
during the photographic process. But as soon as you're done for the day, when all those pictures are still fresh in your mind, I would suggest that people who are interested in keeping track and having a good photographic database will take the time and rename them and rename them appropriately. If you put in a new SSD card or memory stick of some kind in that camera, that auto naming is going to begin all over. Or if it's a different date, it begins all over. It's really quite handy to have it so it's set up that way. So you don't have to stop and name each photo as you're taking them. However, you can quickly end up with thousands of pictures with similar and or the same file name. That's not good. That's, a, that's something I think people really have to have a clear understanding of as soon as they get into digital photography. Great, great advice, Steve. All right, 238 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Let's jump over to that iPad that came in just before the break. Um, I stopped updating my older iPad. I think it's around iOS 9.0. It doesn't power up either. Is there anything I can do to get this thing up and running, recover any data on it? Well, this is a tough one. Um, iPads are not exactly like normal computers. You can take them apart, but many of the storage uh, components are actually molded and or soldered right straight to the to the system board itself. And that makes it difficult to take it out and plug it into another machine. In the case, depending on which iPad they have, yet you might have to take that into Apple and get your data back. Now, with that said, if you can co- contact Apple support, there's a lot of times they will actually reverse this They're way behind. I'm quite certain they could get a newer operating system on that if they could just convince Apple, and it's doable, to fire up the server just let you take one newer one. If they can get it up to El Capitan, they should be able to restore their data and at least make certain that when it's time to refurbish it or whatnot, they have all of their pictures and documents and everything that's needed off that. But I think that El it's El Capitan. I'm quite certain you can still put that on. That's going to take you up about three or four versions, I believe. This is kind of tricky, but it is doable. Uh, great text. Yeah, and this is another one. If, if you do have an Apple product, uh, to take advantage of the iCloud account and back that data up. Because over time, some of this equipment does have a limited shelf life. We talked about the older uh, Mac desktops and laptops where where they really do have a lot of life in them and you can change batteries and do things with the operating systems but but i i think in general tablets they have a shorter shelf life i don't think there's any doubt about it oh indeed and this um the texture for that ipad as well chances are very very high that they already have an icloud account and their and the majority of their data is already up there they might actually be able to go to any PC, open up a web browser, go to iCloud.com, log into their account, and there's their data. And I've seen that time and time again. People think that, well, you know, my iPad got stolen or something happened to the device. Uh, my wife ran it over when she was backing out of the out of the driveway, whatever, and it's gone. And I'd log in. Well, what about your Apple account? Log in, and there it is. Yeah, there's a lot of times that happens. They probably have that data up in the clouds already. That's way good. Apple does that kind of in the background, 
And if they set it up properly right from day one, chances are their data is already there. Great, great text. 242, 18 minutes now in front of 3 o'clock. Here at News Talk, K3OWCCO. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Saturday afternoon. The phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. is good for a call or a text on the program today, and really for any of our programs, uh, on Saturday mornings, Denny Long and all those great programs at your service, and then, of course, Shaletta Brundage between 11 and 2 on Saturdays. On Sunday, Rashini Raj Kumar, and then, of course, during the week, Dave Lee in the morning news, Corey Hapala, Chad Hartman, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, and, of course, Late Night with Henry Lake. Uh, 651-989-9226. Here's another one that came in just before the weather break. Why would you use old equipment, or as the texter said, ancient equipment, when today's equipment is so cheap? Why would you hang on to that old stuff, Doug? Boy, that's a really good question. I like this one. If you go out today and you buy a new computer... The Intel processor, for example, will say up to 4 gigahertz, up to 5 gigahertz, but the base speed might be 1.2. Your old processor, which is running at 3 megahertz or up to 3 megahertz with turbo or 3.5 with turbo, the base speed is 2.5 gigahertz. So you've got a base much quicker. In addition to that, there have been changes in the BIOS, the Basic Input-Output System Chip, also known as firmware, or ROM, read-only memory. These older systems are kind of impervious to that. Uh, With that said, a lot of the BIOSes have been updated. Some cannot be updated. I'm not real big on updating firmware unless it's absolutely necessary. And I'm, I, I don't know for sure, but it looks kind of like this is being used as, a, how do I say, a tool to promote obsolescence, planned obsolescence. Uh, if these computers last forever, we're not going to have any manufacturers. So I can understand the business aspect, even though, but these things are solid-state circuitry. They're built to last. I think there's too much hype on new. I think there's too much hype on what is an old computer, what is a, a, a still a good machine. If you've got four gigs of RAM and you're running a, a, an i5 quad processor, I don't care if it's 12 years old. That baby should go another 10, 15 years in my mind. Not to mention, we are keeping yet another piece of equipment out of that bone pile, off that garbage pile. And this stuff is going to last forever. It's not going to go away. It does not deteriorate and break down in the environment like normal wood or anything like that. So that, I think that's important, that things need to be manufactured today with as much recyclability as possible. All those are good reasons to keep your old computer. And the amount of time it takes to switch operating systems and systems. This can get really lengthy, and as time goes on, it's going to take more time. Got to be more organized, which is a good thing with your data. But that's a great question. It's never an easy answer. And one answer is not right for each person or each system. Great, great question. All right, Tech Talk continues with Doug 
Here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Shaletta Brundage is our producer. The phone number is 651-989-9226. That is, uh, once again, good for a call or a text on this Saturday. And let's uh, stay on the text line here. Um, It's come up in the past couple of weeks. VPNs. this has been a hot topic. Why would you need a VPN? What are some VPN services? What would people expect to pay? Give us kind of a rundown, Doug. Oh boy, this is a this is turning into a, a an industry within an industry on its own. It appears that new virtual private network services are popping up nearly every day. Now you've got your tried and true. You've got um, uh, like the ExpressVPN and um, OpenVPN and all your biggies are there. And a lot of the little ones are really doing a good job as well. The thing with the computer industry is there's a lot of businesses that say, here's what we can sell you. But really, they are selling a product of someone else and it may go as many as five or six levels of piece by piece, little bitty tiny markups. And getting to the main one, you may find you'd save a ton of money. But uh, this is, um, I think the importance here is as much about personal security and maintaining some semblance of control over non-consensual personal data leakage, so to say, so to speak. It's, um, this is it's out of hand there's people selling everybody else's information right and left on the internet and it's everybody we got to curb that a little bit i think that's our best chance in addition to that vpns they can be difficult to buy and what i've noticed in just a little bit of shopping i've done is a lot of them will give you a 14 day trial period you can cancel and get your money back 30 day 21 day I've also noticed a couple of them, and I'm not going to mention them on air today, Steve, because I need to make sure that what I'm talking about is true. But a couple of them, they run like grease lightning during that trial period. And a day or so after it's over, not so much. Well, you're contracted then, right? And that, I find, is disturbing. So the trial periods probably don't mean as much as what they appear to mean. But virtual private networking, I can almost guarantee is that everybody's future if not this year within the next two or three coming up it's it's on the way and it's important to keep our data and our system secure vpns they're worth their weight in gold but just like any other business check them out work with somebody that's reputable and does a good job and don't take a long-term contract until you know for certain who you're working with extra extra important great great topic all right, Doug, quick break. We'll come back, put a wrap on the show. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Good for a call or text. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday with Doug here on News Talk. 830-WCCO. Ten minutes down in front of three here on a Saturday in News Talk. E3OWCCO, Shaletta Brundage is our producer. Doug Swinhart is in with Tech Talk. We have all the news at three. We'll have the headlines from the day in sports. A lot going on. 
And then uh, we'll talk some high school hockey. Matt Funk from Creighton-Durham Hall scheduled to join us. John Malay from the High School League as we close in on section and state tournaments for the winter sports. We'll go outdoors with Steve Carney. Uh, Doe Young Park will join us from spring training down in Florida. That is all on the way on a Saturday here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. All right, Doug. Uh, From our text line, uh, I have hundreds of older CDs that uh, they're they're program CDs for kids that used to run Windows 95. So number one, uh, a CD-ROM. Is is there any way to get those to run with Windows 10? Um, I would be interested in in using these programs. What what is that? What are what are the options there? That reverse compatibility can be a problem. It can indeed. Um, if they want to run it in native Windows 10, Windows 10 is capable of running 32-bit apps all day long, 16-bit apps all day long, as long as they're coordinated with how the dynamic link libraries all work and things of that nature. If you first try to install it, and it won't install with the normal procedure, one can always right-click on that icon and, and set the properties to, so it installs in compatibility mode. That's your next step. If, it does, if that does not work, one could actually download and install VirtualBox right inside of Windows, and that comes from Oracle, Small little company I'm sure you know about in Minneapolis down there, Stevie. Little little tiny business, right? Yeah. Uh, And uh, VirtualBox, you could install Windows XP inside that VirtualBox and then run the program inside of that. But be aware, you're layering operating systems and performance inside that virtual machine will be degraded somewhat. However, today's new fast machines, even my 8-year-old server here, I could put Windows on and VirtualBox and put another copy of Windows XP inside there. It would run like grease lightning. At least it would be acceptable to run those programs. So that's another option. And we always got the option of finding some old piece of equipment, some old PC someplace, and just setting it up with Windows XP or Windows 95. You could download that all over the place and have it, they just... Just run it. Just let the good times roll. So there's there's options there. There really is. And I understand some of these older programs were dynamite programs and fit the bill to a T. I perfectly understand that. Don't throw them away. They are usable. 2.54. Time is tight here at the end of the program. We have all the news at 3. Let's try to get to a couple of quickies. I have a 2012 Mac Mini i7. Apple support ends the summer of 2022. What should I do? I, I know a little over a year from now. I don't think I'd get too rattled about that. I think you're going to see Apple extending some of these. And just because you don't have Apple support, your computer is going to continue to run. The big thing is, is at what date... Will Apple decide that this is end of life? Which, by the way, Steve, will vary according to state, uh, where uh, the location where we live. But that that doesn't mean that your computer is just going to die or become vulnerable overnight. The, 
These are great machines. Plus, you always have the option of going with a different operating system entirely. Apple doesn't put any restrictions on what you do with your computer once they no longer want to support it. This is a, is a small topic. I wouldn't get too rattled. Thank you so much for the text. It was a good text. 2.55, five minutes now in front of three here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Uh, we've got a uh, lot of Mac questions today, old Macs. My Mac desktop is about 15 years old. I've updated the OS a few times. Last year I tried to load TurboTax, and it said my OS was out of date. Yeah. But uh, when I tried to load the current OS, uh, it wouldn't allow me to. Uh, is the mis- machine just too old? Uh, you know, this is a, a point where I think people really need to understand Apple. You you actually have to go to the Apple website, use either your serial number or your exact make and model number to find out what is the latest operating system allowed to install on that machine. Once you have that, that gives you a key that you can look at the operating system and at what point is that no longer valid or acceptable to websites like TurboTax or Intuit. And you're going to find that unless you have somewhere around probably High Sierra or Sierra, I think at this point a lot of webmasters will just not let that machine enter. And it's not because they want to be mean or it really has more to do with security than anything else at that point. That machine also is a perfect candidate to be converted to Linux. If you do a little research, even if you like the the Mac OS layout of the screen, the graphical user interface, you can actually make a Linux machine look like that. You will not be able to automatically connect to like iTunes iStore. Still do it through a web browser, though. You can you'll be amazed at how well that machine will run. I would recommend Linux in that in that instance. And again, thank you for the text. It was a great text. All right, Doug, uh, let's see if we can squeeze in one more before the end of the program. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I think we've got one here. Uh, Doug, I'm in the market for a laptop. I know this is a long question. I want to spend about 500 bucks. What, what are some of the basic specs I should be thinking about in that $500 price range? What what should I shoot for? Oh, my. This individual can have the world at $500 today. Uh, depending upon size and weight, and this is the big thing, with I think, with notebooks, netbooks, and laptops. We've only got about find, a minute. so Find one that's absolutely comfortable for you. Uh, 12.5-inch, 13-inch, I always say 4 gigs of RAM or better. SSD would be absolutely crucial in my mind. And other than that, what feels good in your hands? And I hope that answers your question, Steve. Yeah, and uh, that, that is a big, there's a lot of good equipment out there, a lot of good brands. Um, would, would you recommend real quickly, though they, they absolutely positively get a solid state drive? I do. And okay. in fact, there's, they come in two flavors now, so uh, watch to see which one it is. But nearly all of them, all machines are coming with that now because it just makes sense. Yeah. All right, Doug, we got to run. What's your phone number and email? Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 
651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend. All right, and we'll have Doug back on, sports schedules permitting, twin spring training schedules permitting, coming up once again, Tech Talk with Doug. He's been good enough to join us on the weekends over the years here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.